make the best of a new year, better buddies. Welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, we have Calvin. Me. And James. Hello. Uh, Our Better Buddies icebreaker this week, as we close out 2020, do you guys have any New Year's resolutions or New Year goals in general? Because I understand resolutions aren't everybody's jam, but at least like something you're trying to like aim for or look forward to. Uh, I don't really ever, I never really did the, the resolution stuff because I just never would follow through on it. Um, there's a really good CGP Grey video where he talks about New Year's resolutions and how they're dumb. Um, and what he does instead is he likes the idea of doing themes and mm. creating a theme for your year. Um, and it can be kind of a broad thing and stuff and like, how, and he, he just goes through the benefits of it and it's a really good video. I highly suggest it. Um, yeah, it's just called like your theme or something like that. So instead of like doing an actual resolution, you create a theme for the year and then you can just like every now and then look back on your theme and adjust it because who knows what your year is going to look like. Cause I don't think anybody's resolution took into account being in lockdown. <laughs> This is fair. fair. Do you have anything you want to do, I guess, then, to make it simpler, Cal, in 2021? Um, what do you mean? Like, anything, I mean, beyond some of the stuff that, like, is already set in stone, did you have any, like, floating ideas that, like, could do or you'd want to do in 2021? Something that's manageable, I guess? Uh, hmm. I don't know. I guess I don't. Yeah, I don't know. No themes in mind? No, not really yet. I'm still working on one, if I ever come up with one. That's fair. What about you, James? I think, uh, funnily enough, mine would be to talk less. <laughs> uh, that's my... I don't really I feel do, that. Yeah, I don't really do uh, New Year's resolutions either. I think, like... Uh, if you want to set a goal, you should do it regardless of I'm year, but I totally understand, like, who knows? For some people, they might set these resolutions. They might actually come to fruition. I could just be a cynic. But uh, for me, yeah, I think uh, I like talking. I love talking, uh, but I talk a lot. And I want to talk less. I want to listen a little bit more. Uh, so what, what I'm hearing is a very polite way of saying stop inviting me to the podcast. No, no, please don't do that. What I'm saying is I hope I don't take up as much of the podcast as I have before. That's that's my uh, quote-unquote resolution is just in general, even beyond this podcast, to fuck less. Okay. Well, I, I think I'm kind of doing both a resolution and a theme this year. My resolution is to read for one hour and write for one hour every Sunday of the year. Hell yeah. Small, manageable, measurable. But the theme, and you are both invited to take this journey with me, is I thought it'd be really fun to try and put together a 
uh, a set of short stories and get them published. Uh, but both my short stories and people I know who like to write, but the theme is superhero stories. Nice. Yeah. So like my writing this year is probably going to be focused mostly on writing superhero short stories and inviting other people I know who might be interested in contributing to this project to write a superhero short story or two to contribute. I would totally do that. I didn't, did I, have I told you about what I'm doing right That now? you're no. self-publishing a book? Yeah, yeah, okay. I didn't, I forgot if I told you that or not. So it, because it's a collection of short stories as well. But I would love to contribute. So superhero is in like any superhero, like um, anything. Due to licensing, it has to be an original creation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course, yeah. And are you are you? you are the one who inspired me to this project because of your short story project. So, oh hell yeah, okay hell yeah. Are you um? So is it? Do you think the tone is going to be like? Is it going to be mainly dramatic, comedic, action, or kind of like anything you kind of get your hands on, like a mosaic almost, or what? I'm thinking mosaic. Just because I know I have what I like in a superhero story, but I also know that what I enjoy out of them is not necessarily what everybody enjoys out of them. And, I mean, comic books have been dominated for decades by the idea that there's multiple writers who will write a character, there's multiple writers working on this one united concept. So different takes and different flavors, I guess, if you want to say, or I'm totally down with that. I would totally contribute. You just give me a date and a time when it needs to be submitted by. End of the year. Hell yeah. <laughs> and like this year. So, like, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although this goes out on the first, so you're late. Oh. Fuck. And Calvin, right. you're more than welcome if you'd like to contribute as well. Yeah. Calvin. Yeah. I'd be curious to see what you decided to put out if you chose to join. I, I couldn't write anything. Eh, that's what you said when it... Uh, no, that's not what you said. That's the exact opposite of what you said when we did the writing festival that one year. I just did that too as an excuse to get out of school and hang out with you guys. Hey, that is the genesis of a great writer right there. Come on, Calvin. <laughs> And then, and then we just wandered around to different things where apparently everyone else at that festival wrote fanfic. Erotic fanfic. I found some of those when I cleaned my room the other day. Yeah, Did you find the, the TMNT one? No, I found the oh. murder girl who, like... Had, oh, God, yeah, yeah, with the doll? Yeah. And it, like, yeah. Yeah, so there was this, like, at this writing festival that we went to, like, you, <laughs> it was, like, for high school students hosted at a nearby university, uh, and there were just different categories you could submit to, so we all went to, we did our own thing, but then we were, James, you had gone before, and you told us, like, oh, we gotta go to the, the horror one, that's where all the, like, kind of weird, like, s stories that it can be pretty entertaining. Yeah. That's and we're just hang out, yeah. <laughs> so we're sitting in this one, and this this timid, timid girl who started crying 
when like I felt bad for her because she was so scared like to, of the uh, public speaking kind of thing because you had to read your own story in front of everyone in the room and she like cried the first two times when she tried to do it and then finally she started reading it and it's this story and it, it's like this small kid she must have been like a freshman or something um, or it was just small and like. Her story was what was her thing? It was like so her a story, doll that wants to be human, and yeah, it was weird. It was like the little girl is also a doll, is also yeah, she a, like, doesn't else. know she's a doll, and she wanted parents, but so she murdered the neighbors. Yeah, and she's just reading this, and we're just like looking at each other, like what is happening. And of course, we're not being rude and like outright laughing, but afterwards, we did manage to get our hands on a copy, and it was a fun bus ride home. Oh, uh, yeah. The thing Go with ahead. her was it wasn't even so much the story; it was just the juxtaposition where it was like a very <laughs> yeah. like like in a in a genuinely like disturbing, as in like a compelling way, like a genuinely disturbing horror story. But it was written from this just like very small shy girl so i guess who else yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that was like the really funny part of it was it was like the story was pretty well written and like kind of creepy which was the point so it did its job but then just the idea of who wrote it was just like what the heck yeah and then there was the teenage mutant ninja turtles one homoerotic fanfic incestuous which there's nothing wrong with that but it was just kind of out of nowhere (laughs) the the key word in there is incestuous yeah and it's just weird when it's turtle people yeah it was it was some weird writing which and it was one of those things hard to tell if it was a troll or not (laughs) it was hard to tell was it wasn't there a line about him putting his hand on his like thorax or something like that yeah Cloaca. That's what it was. <laughs> Brushed up against my thigh or something like yeah. that. It was like, holy shit, this is not only sensual, but very accurate to turtle anatomy. Yeah. Like, good job. Really and then, uh, I also remember there was a Maze Runner ripoff that was just blatant, blatant ripoff. Was it really? Yeah. I kind I of vaguely that. remember that. It wasn't notable for any other reason. That's sad. But still... I mean, like, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was a decent time. No, it was a good time. We got off school, got to wander around campus. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like college. <laughs> yeah. Walking around, going to different liberal arts buildings, listening to fanfic. That's like my example. Little did we know, like, four years later, we all would actually attend that same uh... university. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Um, well, right. let's move on to our next segment buddies recommend or we recommend a piece of media to enjoy anybody want to start off oh i gotta think because there's there's actually i have a couple you gotta decide someone else go that was your opening oh damn i can go i can go um i will recommend i don't know i would bet money maybe i've done this before i can't remember Eh. Whatever. I want to, yeah, I want to recommend the, recommend the movie Network. I talk about it all the time. Um, oh, that's the crazy guy. Yes, yes. That, so for people who might not know the movie from name alone, 
At work is the movie. The the one place you might know it from is there is a video clip, guy in a trench coat who's saying, "I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore." So that is from the movie Network. It movie about um, television news, network news, made in nineteen exploiting a mentally ill old man. Yeah, it's really, really, really good. Um, I it's probably one of my favorite movies um, ever that I've seen so far, and it's expertly written, fantastically filmed, wonderfully acted, especially now in an age where media is like supreme. Please watch this movie. Yeah, do anything before the new year. If you do anything in twenty twenty one, please watch. That that's my recommendation. So if if I got that right, it's a movie about a network exploiting an old man. Uh, it's basically like this. Uh, the network news anchor has kind of like a breakdown, or it might not be a breakdown. He might have actually heard the voice of God, but you don't know. And he, the network, basically runs with it. And the movie is less about him and more kind of about people who work in TV and like how dehumanizing it is and what it does to them. And it's just a great movie. Like it should be required viewing for film students, but it's not because film school is bullshit. They don't know what they're talking about, but that's just my opinion. (laughs) But I would say, please watch, please watch network. I'm not going to do it any justice talking about it. Just watch it. All right. Calvin, do you have an idea yet, or should I go? Uh, you go. All right. So, for Christmas, my aunt gave me the book Good Omens by Ooh. Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett, and good lord, I really liked it. Um, have you seen the Amazon show? Not yet, but I'm about to. Uh, and the book starts with a foreword where it literally talks about or at least the copy I have has a foreword in it, where it starts off by talking about, oh, uh, people have come to us to get their copies signed, and they're always, like, falling apart, held together with tape, tied together with string, soup-stained, dropped in the bath a couple times. Uh, if anybody has a new copy, it's because their previous copy was borrowed or given away and wasn't returned to them. Which set... It just set the tone of... This book is a shared experience... And we know, like, people go around, like, it's just this thing that has a life of its own. The book bookends this feeling because at the end there is a little blurb about, like, there's a quick Q&A of questions people, like, the first questions people ask. One of them being like, what was it work, what was it like to work with Neil Gaiman or Terry slash Terry Pratchett? And they wrote that section together, too. So it's like, oh, you know, it wasn't, for us, it wasn't like working with this famous person. We weren't famous at that point. We were just friends who wrote a book to entertain each other. Um, where was it going with that? But yeah, so it creates this very, it starts you out expecting this kind of shared experience where, like, oh, that's what I was going to say. Um, the writers even acknowledge at the end, like, by the time we sat down together to edit the final draft, we had been trying to write in each other's styles to the point where we found a sentence and Terry pointed to Neil and was like, oh, 
this is this must be one of yours, right? And he's like, no, I thought it was one of yours. They don't know who wrote the sentence, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and Good Omens is the story of the end of the world with uh, Crowley and as Azarafel. Azarafel, yeah, trying to thwart it, and it's. <sighs> Yes, but why are they trying to thwart it? Well, they're, they're very much like living on Earth and would hate to see it burned to bits. <laughs> yeah, not because they want to save the world. They just don't want to stop. They don't want to go back. <laughs> they want to stay on Earth. Classic. That was one of my... F- that was probably one of the best aspects of it was... Uh, it's not... It's, I don't think it's spoilers. Early on, very early in the book, they kind of establish like, oh, we are, we're doing jobs for our sides heaven and hell and like taking credit for inspiring good or inspiring evil but there's also this idea of like oh did you did your side do this thing no we didn't do this thing we thought you did (laughs) um guys i I know this is random but do you guys think it's weird that like there have been a plethora of television shows like lucifer good omens um even supernatural based yeah, that use is, but specifically like the Christian well, mythology iconography. And two of them yeah. are from Neil Gaiman. <laughs> two of the ones you've well, just listed: true. Good Omens and Lucifer. I'm yep. assuming. I yeah. didn't realize Neil Gaiman did Lucifer. Mm. Yeah, it's per- uh, okay. The Lucifer character is from his Sandman series of comics. Okay, aren't they somehow associated with DC? Yes, it's under the DC imprint. Okay, because I know in the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, they go and talk to Lucifer. Yeah. What does he say? Oh, he just gives them a card to, that lets them go to hell on a free because pass. He owes because he owes a debt to uh, Constantine, right? Yep. Yeah. Who's but yeah, you should definitely watch the uh, Amazon Prime uh series i haven't read the book series but i have watched that show and david Tennant is fantastic in it oh um, honestly everyone is fantastic in it and i really like how it's like uh edited and put together um very light-hearted the narration there's like a narrator that kind of pops in every now and then yeah um, and adds context stuff it's like really it's really well done and i think my favorite thing is that it's short because it doesn't have to be that long. It's only like six episodes. Well, the book only takes place over about that many days. Exactly. It didn't that like I'm really glad they didn't try and milk it out and make it this really long drawn out thing. I think the length of it is perfect. I'm seeing the advertisements for the show are what got me saying like, "Oh, I want to read that." Um cuz as I was reading it, I was going like, "Oh, casting choices for the main two characters were spot on." But yeah, um, oh, and one more thing about it is in reading the book, it has that perfect British, I don't know if it's just because of British authors or what, but it has a very similar thing to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy in lots of nothing happens, but it's still an engaging story, if that makes sense. Are you still talking about good omens? Yeah. Okay. So is it, because like Neil Gaiman, I haven't read much of him. He's kind of like sarcastic, isn't he? Kind of like witty. Very witty. Um, and I'd say definitely a little 
darker. Um, because at the like at the end of the book, when the authors are talking about it, they do say, "Oh, this idea in the book came from Neil. This one came from Terry." And Terry's ideas were definitely a little bit more lighter, lighthearted. Mm-hmm. But they managed to collaborate on it so well that it's not. Uh, it's seamless. Isn't isn't Terry Pratchett the guy who did Ringworld, like the basis yeah. for yes. Halo? Uh, Discworld. 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 Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. And that's actually where they met because Neil Gaiman was a freelance uh, journalist who interviewed Terry about his first book. That's awesome. Holy shit. Yeah. But wait, how how old is... Because Neil Gaiman has got to be in his like mid-50s to early 60s, right? So is yeah. Terry Pratchett in his like, 70s? How I think Pratchett's he? dead. Is he really? Pretty sure. Oh, fuck. I, did uh, not know I thought he just, yeah, it might have been. Oh, no, it did. Yeah, 2015. Yeah. I thought it was recent. Because I think they did put out a sequel to Good Omens, but it was Neil writing with Terry's notes. Ah, uh, okay. And it's kind of like uh, Owen Colfer, I think, did that. Like the guy who wrote Artemis Fowl did that with uh, Douglas Adams's. Yeah. Or Hitchhikers, yeah. The right, Hitchhikers five-book trilogy? Yeah, sure. Or is it seven-book? <laughs> dude, Douglas Adams didn't even know what the fuck he was doing with his own big series. Like, anyone could finish it. But I'm glad he got Owen Colfer to do it. I'm glad Owen Colfer did. Does that mean it's my turn? Yeah, I think it's your turn, bud. Yep. Uh, 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 yeah, I still don't really know what I got then. Uh, I guess I'll go with, um, I guess I'll go with the anime I just watched. Um, it just came out this fall season. Um, it's called, uh, what is it? I I think it's Tonikawa. The English name is like Fly Me to the Moon, uh, which is not what the name translates to. I always find that hilarious, but they like the English name versus... Well, it to- well. First of all, it's like Tonikawa is like the abbreviated name to begin with. It's like I believe it's Tonikaku Kawaii, which I believe translates to something as like um, very cute or like extremely cute or something like that. Um, it's a uh, it's a rom com, which I will never watch like rom coms in like live action or western or anything. But like anime rom coms are amazing. Why uh, I don't know why. Don't know okay. why. Are they different uh, anime besides being <laughs> animated? Um, I think uh, the animation just helps because um, it's not real, and I don't know that I don't know if, like if that plays into it. But um, one of the be- best things about it being animated is that the jokes can be way more exaggerated in ways that couldn't be real. Um, because it is animation as opposed to live action. Um, One thing that I would, um, uh, an example of this, James, would be in that uh, Kaguya-sama episode where they're, where that we would, (laughs) we died, where it's just like, she calls him out on this lie or whatever. And he just like inhales sharply. And it like does this weird zoom in thing where it kind of looks like his head like expands and like it kind of, it's hard to, but it's 
it's like a fisheye lens yeah. zoom onto his eye. Yeah, but it, like, like just this guy, the yeah. rest of the background and the person next to him doesn't adjust anyway. It's like a shot that couldn't physically happen, but it's like really good comedic timing. Huh. Um, so it's like stuff like that really helps with rom-coms in anime. Um, and also the scenarios are like rom-com scenarios are genuine are generally pretty far-fetched and like ridiculous but with anime you can kind of just go even more so because it's even less real Hmm. um so for example for this one basically um and i have suspicions about it um that i kind of hope don't come true uh but basically um this guy this kid whose name is the characters for starry sky and his and but they are um but his dad had them and wrote his name down as uh nasa because yeah um so he got he got like kind of teased about that all his life um so he's just like well i'm gonna show them and like studies and all this stuff and uh he's walking home and like sees this like super cute girl across the street and he's just like this is like fate. This is like in that like kind of cheesy stereotype. Like he's like, I need to speak to this girl and starts across the street and almost gets hit by, and basically gets hit by a truck. Um, and the only reason she survives is because she dives in front of it or whatever. Um, he struggles to chase after her still. And, and like, so this is kind of spoilers for the first episode, but also you, it's the premise. So it doesn't really spoil it. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I he's like, I already love you at first sight. A very rom coms anime. Um, and he tells this to her. He's like, Will you go out with me? And she's just like, Only if you'll marry me. And he's just like, Yes. And then passes out from the pain. Um, wakes up in the hospital. Doesn't see her for two years. Gives up on his dreams of like, like getting to like into this great high school or whatever. Just drops out of school. Um, and starts working because in Japan you can drop out at 16. Um, So he drops out and just starts working. Um, And then he's 18, just living on his own, working. Um, And then all of a sudden she knocks up, knocks on his door and is just like, what's up? We're getting married. Oh. And she brings the paperwork and they get married that night. Wow. That, wow. And then it's just the premise of them, like, basically getting to know each other as a married couple. Huh, that, wow. I I mean And it's pretty funny and it's a little different than um a lot of anime rom coms have this a really annoying trope of the main character just being like completely, utterly inept. Uh-huh. And to the point of just like it's it kind it can sometimes ruin it. Um it's just been done too much. And he is to an extent, but his is more in a believable way i don't know it's just a little different and i think they play it off better um it also helps that he's he is also somewhat capable um uh i don't know and it's just it's just really good it's really funny um it freaking calls out other anime which is amazing because there's like a line where he's just like just like some people have the dream of being king of the pirates or like killing all the titans, I also have the dream of like, I think it was just like holding my wife's hand or something like that. <laughs> so just like calling out Attack on Titan in One Piece. 
<laughs> it's just great. It, there's a couple other like references like that. Um, I don't know. I think it's uh, really funny. The art style is great. The opening song is amazing. Uh, and what's and, this called again? Uh, if you look up uh, Tony Kawa or oh, uh, spell uh, yeah, T O N I K A W A. Cool. Let me just double check that, Tony. I think it's great that they've managed to find the fine line based on your description between capable but inept enough for comedy. Because that's one of the things that I take a little bit of an issue with in at least American comedy and rom-com stuff is like the guy just is inept at everything Mm -hmm. entirely all the time. And it's like, yeah, can we can we ease off that pedal a little bit? Yeah, I really hate that. And another common trope in anime stuff is like the guy will be just like, uh, was just like, oh, like I can't handle girls to the like to the utmost extreme, and it's just like they're they like have a meltdown on like, yeah, it would be a total a total quivering pussy. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) and there is there is an extent of that to this character. However, it's like to a believable level, and he like gets over it and shows like progress every episode oh so he keeps his progress too yeah he's not constantly like like i don't know it's just it's it's Uh, really well done to the point that like yeah what is what is it called again tony kawa um if uh yeah so if you search tony kawa i just googled it it's that's the first results um and it's yeah because it's it's funny because um some of it listed as the English title as over the moon for you. Others listed as fly me to the moon. Um, Which, uh, I mean, yeah, you, you, well, know, it looked, probably, you know, probably why they formatted that for Western audiences as fly me to the moon. Cause of the Sinatra. Yeah. Cause the Sinatra. Yeah. It would, it would come up in search results quicker. Sinatra. Well, actually it looks like fly me to the moon might be more, Japanese name in the English side is more known as Tony Kawa over the moon for you. So they combine the two. I don't know. Just look up Tony Kawa. It'll be the first hit. Uh, You'll see if you go to YouTube, there's a ton of uh, clips. You can watch some. I would recommend just watching the anime if you can. It's on Crunchyroll, which I think you can watch for free with ads. Oh, cool. If you if you create an account, I, I don't know. I pay for my anime service because screw ads. Um, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Crunchyroll, if you have, a, you can create a free account and you can watch all of their anime with ads for free, which I would suggest. Awesome. Because anime I sh- is the best. I can go watch that then because I've got Verve and I think all the Crunchyroll stuff oh, is on Oh, yeah. Verve. If you have Verve, if you have Verve, like you have the full Verve membership. No... What do you have? Free. Oh, um, well then it, you can probably you can probably still watch it with yeah. ads. Then yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure it's with ads. Well, yeah, that's Cal, uh, yeah. As as always, do you recommend sub or dub? Um, I haven't watched the dub. I really I only watch sub because I personally um like the Jap. I I think since um the Japanese. Since I can speak a bit of Japanese, that I don't have to, I can read every other word in the subtitles, so I don't have to be staring at the bottom half of the screen the entire time, which I, which is definitely a reason why if you, 
don't care, just go for the dub because you can pay attention more to the visual stuff, which is, I think, the most valid reason to watch dub. Um, I also, I, but I will forever watch sub because it's, um, in my mind, it's how the creators created it. They created it from a Japanese perspective. They created it with Japanese, with, with the Japanese language in mind. So I find, um, sometimes it, it just plays better. Hmm. Uh, and sometimes the translations can be a bit more literal, whereas the dub are a bit more localized, um, so the subs can give you a more direct translation, whereas the localization will kind of change it. So that's good and bad, because um, that can help you understand some jokes better if you don't understand the direct, like it could be a direct translation, but for a joke that might not translate, Yeah. whereas the localization, they'll, um, what like a good example of that would be in like Your Name, which is like about kids that are like waking up and, these two people that are like sw- swapping bodies or whatever boy and a girl. And they're in the movie Japanese movie when the girl's in the guy's body and she's, and he's, she is talking to his friends. She uses uh feminine pronouns for like, and there's like this whole thing where they're just kind of like, what? And then she finally says the uh, masculine pronoun and they're like, yeah, okay, there you go. Um, I don't know how they regionalize that in the dub, but in the sub, it just says I, me, I again. And unless you speak Japanese and understand the, that she's using feminine pronouns, you don't get the joke. Hmm. Cool. That's a really in, like in-depth and interesting take on the sub versus dub uh, question. Yeah, I, I'll always be diehard sub, but... I mean, I've, the difficulty yeah. I feel like is like if you're... Because Cal is a little bit different where he knows a bit of the language mm-hmm. to begin with. Like, if you can pick up on those nuances, then you should listen to the sub. Because there'll just be, it'll be a richer experience. But if yeah. you don't know what to begin with, then I would say dub. But I would still say sub. Maybe, like, I don't know. The only anime that I will ever campaign hard the dub would be Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop. Bebop. Yeah. That's uh, the old that's the only one. I would I agree with you, but I also counter as a good contender um uh oh what Gurren Lagan. Oh yeah that one's pretty good too. Couldn't uh, finish that. Either Everyone raves about it, but I got like four or five episodes in and I just dropped it. It was like that's the second like... anime I watched, so I got to the yeah. mid-season point. I didn't finish. Like, I didn't really go past the point where they're, like, adults or whatever, you know? Yeah. So I didn't I didn't get past that point, but yeah. James, you tried to ask a question a little bit earlier. Do you still want to know who Constantine is? Yeah, who's Constantine? Oh, did you say that? I didn't, I'm sorry. I talked right over you. Was that in the context of Good Omens? That was in the context of uh, DC. And, uh, okay, yeah. Who's Lucifer? Constantine? Constantine is the best. He's my favorite. He's so cool. He is DC's... Basically DC... He's not even DC's Sorcerer Supreme. uh, Because he doesn't follow rules. (laughs) And... But he is the best magician in the DC universe. And he ages in real time. 
Yeah, that's probably the coolest thing is that since they started writing his comic, he has aged at the exact same rate. So like say, I don't know, like if it came out in the 80s or whatever, it's like, and he was 40 when it, they first started writing it. He is now 80 in the comics. Like they have aged his character in real time. So will he die then or is he immortal? Uh, uh, technically immortal. Um, really? I think. Because so didn't he like bargain away his soul or lose his soul though? Um, so Constantine had cancer, sold his soul to three demons of hell, and then looked at them all and said, Hey, in order to claim my soul, you'll have to go to war with each other and it will ruin all of you. So you either cure my cancer or you destroy yourselves and your empires. So they cured his cancer. Shit. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Good now, there, I'm not up to date on my Constantine lore. Last I heard, because of reboots, there is young Constantine again. But there's also original old Constantine who is running around messing with his young self. So wait, what are his like abilities? Like, what can he do? Magic. What? Just magic. He Just is, again, very heavily yeah. based in a lot of religious iconography. Okay, okay. Um, he, yeah, lots of religious iconography, lots of, like, occult-style magic, um, which DC's kind of weird in that it's got, like, three main magicians, um, it's got Constantine, who is the, like, realistic magician, Doctor Fate is the Doctor Strange-esque, like, chosen-by-destiny-wields-uber-magic power, um, and then Zatanna is, like, her magic is she has to say her spells backwards. Alright, so, okay. Yeah, you, you can read them, but they're all backwards. So you know, like, what it was she said. But her magic, I don't even know where it comes from. Her dad taught it to her or something, because he was originally a stage magician who got magic powers. That's just cheating. Yeah. But Constantine is... He's so fun. Yeah, and I love the current guy that was is playing him. It's the guy that did the... Uh, who was like the model and then the voice actor for uh, the... What's his name? In uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. The main pirate dude in that. Oh, so, really? Yeah, his voice is freaking awesome. And I just love his character and how he plays Constantine. He really is good at it. I'm really bummed that his own TV show, like, died, like, instantly. Like, he got three or four episodes, and then they killed it. Yeah. I really enjoyed the first episode. It had its problems, so I can see why it got canceled. Um, but it was it came out before I think the Arrowverse really took off. Yep. Um, so maybe if CW had done it, it would have done better. Uh, but it was kind of a darker. It was a lot darker and grittier than the CW, which I think it kind of needed with Constantine's character. Yeah, it it does. Constantine is super dark, and I'm surprised they didn't put him in the Swamp Thing show they were doing on the like DC Universe. Well, that died. That died before it even was released, right? Yeah. But like Constantine was born in Swamp Thing in the original Swamp Thing graphic novel. Oh. Um, 
Alan Moore created both of them, and Constantine was, like, a mage that Swamp Thing, that, like, went and investigated Swamp Thing and, like, helped him out. Alright, hold on. I have to go to the bathroom. Alright, man. Pause. 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 So this is the part of the podcast where we talk crap about James. And while he takes a crap, hey yo! Come on, RJ. Really? Um, I stand <laughs> by my joke. It was a good joke. Joke says well, a seat at the table. You're welcome to think that. My brain just died. Nah, that's good. Yeah. Do you smell burnt toast? Am I supposed to smell burnt toast? Well, if you do, let us know. I don't. Good. Well, that's good. You're not having a stroke. What's a stroke? Uh, you're less good. Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. Can you feel the left side of your face? If I put my hand on it. You're dying. Eh, it's been a good life. I got to read Good Omens. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, I I got it yesterday, and I read it, and I stayed until 1 in the morning. Through. To finish. Not even nice. straight through. I like read all afternoon, then played Halo all evening, and nice. then went back to reading. I got a book that I kind of want to talk about actually when James gets back. Awesome. I'm here. Oh, he's back. Here. Perfect. Uh, actually, one second, I grab it. Oh, he's got to go grab it. He's going to grab a book, oh. James. Oh my god. One of my favorite things other than self affirmation. Uh. What? What? James likes books. <laughs> it's his second favorite thing after self-affirmation. Ah, uh, yes. What I meant by but yeah, that. um, book I got for Christmas um, is Gardens of the Moon, which is the first book in the Malazan Book of the Fallen series, which is, I've heard crazy things about. Um, so it's like, the first of all, the Malazan Book of the Fallen series is a 10, ten book series. But then there's like two prequel trilogies or or there's like a prequel trilogy and a sequel trilogy and it's kind of nebulous on where you should start some people think you should read chronologically so not necessarily in the order they came out but chronologically because it just the the prequel sets up everything um in the main series um i'm going with uh release order because i find that to be the best because that's what the author wrote in that when they released a book, they knew exactly what everyone knew. Um, Fair. So I, when in doubt, I typically go release order. Um, but the reason I want to bring this up is because when you read the back, um, it's just like the like the, the back description is just, it instantly just starts telling you all of these things with these crazy names. And that's what I've heard about this series is that it's pretty intense with the names and the history and like a super complex magic system and like political stuff. And like, like literally the first one, two, three, four pages, it's just listed as dramatis personae. And it's just a list of people's names and who, and like who they are. Like Sergeant Whiskey Jack, ninth squad, past commander of the second army. Corporal Callum, Ninth Squad, and X-Claw from Seven Cities. I don't know what any of that means. Oh, Good Omens did that too, except they only had two pages. But yeah, so it's just like four pages full of names and people's like Occupation. ranks 
and what they are, the Hound of Baron, a, a Hound of Shadow. So it's like, it's all up in that fantasy. Yeah, Icarium, builder of the Wheel of Ages in Darujistan. How, uh, how how long are these books, Calvin? Let's give the this audience... This book is... This book is pretty short. It's only 500 pages. <laughs> ah! Only! Only 500! My god! What a fail! Given, given my normal books, and given the last book I read that just came out was uh 1300 pages i mean to help you out james good omen is like good omens is like 380 and i read that in like eight hours really okay that's not too bad i read my that's a guess 1300 page book in under a week really in like three or four days like about three days i i got it on like a tuesday um, and I read for a little bit that night and then like one or two more times throughout the week. And then I spent that Sunday, I think I spent nine or 10 hours straight reading. Nice. And I powered through that book. That's the way to do it. It was so good. The ending was insane. See, and that's why my re- resolution is to read for an hour every Sunday. Cause I just need to read, get back into reading. Oh yeah, dude. it kind of comes and goes for me. Reading is oh, awesome. I yeah. love reading. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Great. I'm hoping this will get me back into reading, and then I can finish off this series. So let's uh, uh, let's answer at least one advice question before we get into one other thing I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, so how to be a better buddy, where we give some real and some humorous advice. She's a good one. Uh, I'm going to choose. Or we can just do lightning round where we both have we we, we have like 10, 20 seconds to answer each question. And we All just right. power through. We'll lightning round and power oh, through. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. All right. First so question. James, that, you and I, that means we both can't go get long winded. We just got to go and keep moving. It's my resolution. I'll fulfill it. Here we go. There we go. All right. All right. <clears throat> First question. Friend helped during COVID? During COVID, a coworker helped me with yard projects to include painting my deck, pruning eight trees, putting down 11 pavers, and mulching the front and backyard. Lately, he's been throwing it in my face, always referencing all the work he's done at my place and how it used to look bad. I've tried to show my appreciation with gift cards valued at $200 and meals. I've also showed up to help him lay eight pavers, a deck project, and tree removal. A storm knocked down his tree. I will never have him over to do any work in the future, but I don't want to feel guilty if I spaz and call him out for acting like he saved my life by helping with yard work. Wait, what's the question? What to do? I guess. Eh, screw them. You helped them. They helped you. They just want more. They just want to make you feel bad so that you do give them more things or do more work. Done. Yeah, don't don't feel too bad about it. He might just be like fucking with you, but yeah. yeah. Also, uh, if it's a coworker, screw them. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. Be nice. <laughs> don't freak out and like get all angry at him. But you might want to pull him aside and be like, "Yo, look, we're we're even. We can we can drop this now." Next all question. Right, Next question is, is it bad to ask a lot of questions? Yes, next. Uh, no. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start with James on this one. I choose no, but only because it's better. As a previous supervisor at a job once told me. Too much information. Lightning round. I would rather have you ask <laughs> twice than get it wrong the first time. Fair. Uh, Fair next enough. question. I'm 
Oops. I'm 20 and my best friend no, is 19. Read is the that question. Bad? It I says missed, 220. I mistyped it. It says 220. It's supposed to be I'm 20 and my best friend is 19. Is that bad? Yes. No. No. Next question. Why did they send this to me? Further details. I got a text message that said Merry Christmas, James. Why did they send it? Because your name is James and it's it was an accident. To wish I'll you a Merry Christmas. That. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> uh... My friend asked if I wanted matching shorts, and I said no. He bought them anyways, and I threw them away, and he got mad. Is he an idiot? Yes, but so are you. Same answer. Uh, yes, so are you. Don't throw him away when he's around, and don't tell him. Next question. What does he mean when he calls me a Pop-Tart? My friend described me as a Pop-Tart. Soft in the middle with a good heart. There you go. Soft in the middle with a good heart. He means you're a pussy, but he likes you, so it's a good thing. <laughs> James, you gotta take that word out of your lexicon, and I agree with both of them. Oh yeah, awesome. Well, that was good. That was easy. Great. Yeah, hell yeah. Because my next thing is might not be as easy. Because I wanted to add a, a quick, maybe not quick, but I wanted to make sure we at least asked about it to ourselves. <gasps> it's been a year. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's. Yeah. I just wanted yeah. to reflect on this year and how much of a year it has been because yeah. do you guys do you guys remember last january no but i don't remember november either so we, we were so innocent <laughs> we were so young it yeah. was it was just nice you know we could go okay. places i but I, we still I, did it <laughs> we did sometimes yeah i okay I think hopefully out of this year, I hope people, I hope people come away from this year acting a little nicer to each other, taking mm. the internet a little less seriously <laughs> and acknowledging overall, not in a nihilistic way, that there's a lot of stuff you can't control. So what you can, what you can with what you have and the rest, yeah. I would say. Take it day by day. Like, don't be lazy. Don't be hedonistic. But life is too short. Middle path. Become a Buddhist. Yeah. Become just every... Yeah, yeah. Perfectly balanced, as all things should be. Alright, so, well, you don't have to go all Thanos. <laughs> That's probably going to make 2021 worse. Um, I helped myself. <laughs> <laughs> I will balance 2021. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What What do you think, RJ? What, what What do you have to say about it? I think, I agree with a lot of the sentiment you have, James. Um, yeah, a lot of bad stuff did happen. And it'd be wrong to ignore it or sweep it under the rug or say it wasn't that big of a deal. But a lot of good stuff happened too. And uh, somebody I talked to uh, uh, earlier in the fall put out a video recently where they said, they said a similar thing and pointed out that like, Hey, all of us have had something good happen to us this year. And even if you think about it and say, well, no, I can't really think of anything good that happened to me. You can still say, 
I made it to the other side. So, even if 21 is 2021 is somehow worse, you got through 2020. And maybe we can come out of this all just take that middle path, acknowledge the bad and that work needs to be done and that things can improve. But just because there needs to be improvement doesn't negate the good that happens. And just because there are good things happening, that doesn't mean we don't need to keep working. Yeah. It's it's the yin and yang. Yeah. Well, and regardless, like, if you're listening to this now, like, we all acknowledge that in one way or another, we lived through, like, the end of the world. Like, to some degree. Like, the world didn't end, like, not to be too melodramatic, but in some way or another, I feel like for basically everyone who lived through it, it was a wake-up call in some way or another. Or at the very least, it was like a shattering of a previous reality. Again, not to get too, like, melodramatic or metaphysical about it. But if you're here, like, you're still here. I mean, you did it. Like, good job. And I don't know. I feel very fortunate. Like there are people who have it way worse than, and honestly, this year has made me want to work hard to help those people. Um, sucks, dude. What do you think, Calvin? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was, I think obvious for obvious reasons, this year was terrible. But honestly, at the same time, some aspects I don't I don't think it was all that different. Um, it's the the world's always kind of a terrible place. It was just more brought to a forefront this year, and everyone was forced to confront that fact, as opposed to just the unfortunate people that have to confront that fact every year. So I don't know. Uh, I really don't think it was that terrible. Um, again, besides the obvious stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I I uh, I dislike this whole. Oh, we got to rush into 2021. 2020 was terrible because we've been saying that since like 2016, when like <laughs> a bunch of celebrities died, and everyone's like, "My God, we got to get out of this year." And then guess what? More people died the next year because guess what? It's another year and people got older. So I hate this whole like, it's the year that's the problem. If we just get to a new one, it's going to be better. So don't you know how time works, Calvin? Bad stuff stays in the year it started in. Well, apparently Calvin is the only one who knows how time works. And I, I'm, I agree with them. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Cause That's it's like, point. it's just such an arbitrary thing that we're considering that the year is ending in like for us in two days. Cause I mean, it could be like, we follow the Chinese new year and it doesn't end until beginning of February um, with the lunar new year. So it's like, it's the time isn't arbitrary. Well, time is kind of arbitrary, but the, our calendar is a hundred percent arbitrary. Yeah. So it's like, what, what's the point you should just consider doing if you want to get better don't be like i'm gonna do it this year or next year it's like well how about you just do better 
or like I, yeah. I don't know um so yeah do you guys do you guys think time will ever end yeah well i don't, I don't like to Death. think about time because time is honestly one of the most scariest things it's ever. so it's so <laughs> it, it just it is just yeah. anytime yeah. i start giving it more than like 10 seconds of thought i just start having an existential crisis so it's yeah. like heat death of the universe we yeah return I don't to nothing and there will be no time i still hold to the fact that nobody can prove the universe existed before i was born <laughs> hey that's actually totally actually nobody can nobody can prove to me that the universe existed before i woke up this morning so we're all just a simulation and you're living in it no Every... it's not even a simulation the universe started this morning Dude, every day you wake up is a miracle. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> it's all here again. Yeah, I and every time you lose consciousness, there's no proof that you didn't die, and that, exactly. or there's no proof that when you regain your consciousness, you are the same person that you were when you lost consciousness. The person that when you that you were when you lost consciousness, there's a very real possibility they actually died, and what woke up this morning was a new you with all the memories of the previous person that died the terrifying thing is there it is literally impossible to prove one way or the other so it's literally by belief alone that we consider ourselves to be the same person as the person that went to sleep or lost consciousness than that we are when we regained our consciousness you want a scary example of this Sure. You go to sure. sleep feeling one emotion and you wake up no longer feeling that emotion. Yeah, I mean, in a way you do die when you go to bed. Th- that I thought of that as you were talking and it scares me now. Yeah, it's the same. It's the whole same thing as why I would never take a Star Trek teleporter or do the whole like thing in uh, Altered Carbon where their mm. like, mind is embedded in a like stack or whatever because i wouldn't believe that's me because they prove an altered carbon because they can double they can like have they can multi-sleeve where they have multiple versions of their consciousness like embedded in multiple stacks in multiple bodies so therefore proving that it isn't actually you when your stack is transferred is just a new being with these collected memories and that thinks it's you but the real you is actually dead so there is every death is real death in that universe it's just creating facsimiles that go on and they're like yes i am the real person (laughs) but it's like no no you're not you're dead i agree with you on altered carbon i am not as scared of star trek teleporters now though because if it's basically like falling unconscious and becoming conscious again i've done that before already so i would have experienced that because your body is disintegrated and rebuilt from atoms at the other site yeah but i won't feel it Yes, so you're dead. That's I won't know. I'm fine with yeah, this. Yeah, but that's but... that's the same thing with the altered carbon. You wouldn't know. You'll be dead, and another being continues your life in your place. Basically, a just like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So basically, it'd be like creating a clone from your exact memories, killing yourself, and then your clone the prestige. walks off and, and into your life. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like the prestige. So it's like <laughs> no, screw that. How did we get here from the year in review? Uh, uh talking well, about time and that. how <laughs> time is scary. Yeah. And this how conversation yeah. doesn't just sum up our normal life. In a way. In a way it does. I mean Timelines? 
Time. Time does not run in lines. Time runs in circles. Runs in circle. That is why clocks are round. If only Caboose knew how right he was. Ah, yep. damn. What a guy. Huh. Well, Joel's always said that... This is from Red vs. Blue, for people that don't know. Joel, the actor that plays Caboose, always said that his idea of playing Caboose was that Caboose is the only one that knows they're actually in a video game that, and that none of it is real. Which, like, completely changes. <laughs> <laughs> like, the entire show, which I bet Bernie was pissed when he no, said No, Bernie said that, like, when he heard that, he was like, holy crap, that's the best explanation I've ever heard. I, he's like, I can't believe I didn't think of that. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. Hell yeah. Cool. That makes sense. Uh, well, it's a new year. Ending it. I think we'll end it here. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. PSA: Don't go to sleep because sleep is death. Yeah, never go to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> but never. if you don't sleep for seventy-two hours, you'll start hallucinating. But and I don't know be which the is worse. You have ever lived. Fair. Would you rather die after ten hours or seventy-two and get a fun trip along the way? A uh, coward That's... dies a thousand deaths. Mm. Shakespeare. <gasps> um. Ring. Oh, it's time calling. <laughs> oh boy, you're coming. We don't see much. <laughs> Ding dong. <laughs> it's like those uh, Cal. Have you ever seen those SWAT videos online where people get like raided or whatever? Like swatted. Yeah, yeah. That's what's happening to RJ right now. We just don't. He's know. getting swatted. He's getting swatted, but like not getting swatted like fake, like for real. Like he's getting <laughs> detained. Well, that's what happens when you get swatted. <laughs> that's what happens when you talk about time. Oh, the time swat. The time police, yeah. It's like, uh, just like the vegan police. <laughs> I got a live one. It yeah. wasn't a robot. Oh! oh so I told him off. Oh. Did they ha- wait? Wait, it was like a scam caller, or were they telling you? About it was car? some sort of survey political thing, and I, I stopped uh, them in their spiel's like, stop, 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 stop. We're not giving you money. We're not giving you answers. It's eight at night. Don't call people. And I hung up. Never talk to me or my son ever again. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Uh, where was I? Oh yes. Thank you for joining us, joining gentlemen. Should have asked if they wanted to join the podcast. I should have. Next time. Yeah. Uh, Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment. Off the album Cross Off Yesterday. They're on iTunes and Spotify. We're on iTunes and Spotify. Go follow, like, review, all that fun stuff. Go find us on our social media. Facebook, Better Buddies. Twitter, at Better Budcast. Use the hashtag Better Buddies when you tweet about the show. We also have an email, betterbuddiescast at gmail.com. You can submit fan art, hate art, memes for Meme Monday. Uh, If you have an icebreaker you want us to answer, you can submit those to any of our social medias. We do declarations of love, war. um, Basically anything you want to email us, we'll take it. And last but not least, be a better buddy. Yeah. Happy 2021, everybody. Woo! Woo! 
Hey, Google, turn off the TV. Got it. Turning the living room Roku off. I heard Google, it. why do you lie to me? Look at this man flexing. You try sitting here all day waiting for someone to yell at you. It's exhausting. Oh. Yeah, but it's your job. Remember oh. that when we rise up and it's your job to be a battery, have fun on your podcast. What? What? <laughs> Cal, did you program this? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> no. Oh my god, I'm so glad I was recording. <laughs> I was hoping you were. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Hell yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that joke. Oh, that was a very it's good pretty, bit. Pretty good. That was a great bit. I am grinning so much.